0: For five bucks. Crafted by some barista who hates you, her job, and everything in between. (laughs) And is just there for a paycheck and a tip. Like, I don't know, I just... There's some coffee shops I won't go to. I really don't like the coffee shops that burn the coffee. And let me tell you, there is quite a few out there that think burnt coffee is great. I mean, how is burnt coffee? Great, people. Seriously. As though I want that acidic, black, crusty junk in my mouth. Like, you know, it's not like you're eating the bean, but it makes your coffee so acidic. You know? I mean, that's how Starbucks does theirs. And I hate... I, I just... I can't drink their coffee. It's way too bitter. And it just, it makes my mouth ache. Like, it's just so, just bitter and nasty. It's like, I hate this kind of coffee, you know? And from what I read, it's like, they do that so the beans last longer. And in my head, I'm like, well, of course they do it that way. You know, burn the shit out of the coffee. That way, when it goes bad, it's not gonna taste any different because it was shit from the start (laughs) it tasted bad in the beginning and it's gonna taste bad after it's stale you're not gonna notice it because it was it's burned there's no flavor left it's just i hate it i i do not like burnt coffee i despise the dark roast i am a medium roast person i'm not a coffee person anymore but when i was like it was medium roast only not too big into the light roast stuff. I kind of like it in the middle between like light and medium. Um, there's a lot of other good coffee shops out there that, man, they perfected the way they roast it. Oh, man, I don't even know how they do it. It's got like a certain smell. You know it when you smell it. You, you just you get that coffee going up in your nose. Oh, I really love going to the stores. And, like, taking a coffee bag, and, you know, you got that little puff of air in there, and you put your nose up to the little cut-out breather holes on the bag, and you just sniff it, you know, you just squeeze that bag, and you're just, like, (laughs) take a big breath, (laughs) huffing the coffee fumes. Uh, Most of the time, they don't smell good. A lot of coffees, especially the ones at the stores, they smell like artificial sweetener. Ugh. It's just so... I hate it. I don't like those kinds very much. That's usually the cheap coffees, too. It's just like, meh. No thanks. Not interested in this junk. (sighs) But yeah. Springtime looks like it's finally arrived. It's no longer 20 degrees outside. The snow has finally melted. And... I might actually be able to sell my other car, finally. Yeah, I've been waiting for the weather to clear up so I can put it out there, because it's got snow tires on, or no, it's got summertime rims on it, and they're not. I'm not taking them off. I refuse. I hate taking off tires. It's just a pain in my butt. And uh, I'm lazy. I'm, I'm fat, I'm lazy, and I'm getting old. <laughs> uh, No, I'm just lazy. That's just it. I mean, I don't see a purpose in putting snow tires on, on a rear-wheel drive vehicle, when I'm not even driving it, you know. I took the insurance off and everything. I just paused it. I bought... I also bought the... I renewed its tags. And I never put them on. They're still sitting in the envelope. Like, I got the new registration and everything, and I just... I'm so lazy. I didn't even put it on the plate, cause I haven't been driving it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't even know why I renewed it. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just wasting money, I think. I mean, part of me wants to drive it. Another part of me wants to sell it while the good, the going is still good, cause it's wearing out. You know, it's it's a 2006 Chrysler 300. It's got, like, 171,000 miles on it. And it's had a ton of work put into it, but it just... I don't know. It... When a car gets to a certain age, it does not matter what you do to fix it. Because everything needs fixed. And by everything, I mean the bushings. The seals. Anything that's rubber. Once a car hits, like, you know 10 years and beyond like pretty much every rubber component is going to fail and they're usually going to fail at the same time or if not at the same time one after the next and some of those things are not really easy to change they suck really freaking bad especially trying to change axle seals oh my gosh that is a ridiculous nightmare and what's even better is when you change them and it's still leaking and you're like what the hell is this about i fixed it why are we leaking in the rear differential again it's stuff like that you know it's like after a while it just doesn't become worth your time and i get it you know the uh, longer you own a car and the older it gets, the more it costs to maintain it. So it's like, well, I, I, yeah. I also have modified the heck out of it, too. I mean, I put bigger sway bars on it. I put a big one-inch sway bar up front and a rear sway bar in because it didn't even have one. And this car is heavy. It. I don't care what engine it has. They all should have had a rear sway bar. The only ones that had it were the V8 engine ones. And I'm like, why do they get a rear sway bar? You know, it's like there's holes for this to mount up to. But the lower end models don't come with that. And quite frankly, that car really needs that kind of stuff. It needs to have the fat sway bar up front and a sway bar in the back. See, that's the reason why those vehicles would always go through the front bushings, especially in the they always had a, a design flaw. Their sway bar bushings would always clunk because what would happen is that little sway bar up there, you know, it put too much pressure on the bushings as you go around the corner because there's no stabilizer bar in the back to help out with the load. So you know, your car comes leaning around that corner. It's putting a lot of stress on that thing. And when you get that smaller sway bar, just, you know flexes more onto that side, I think, and it just it makes it handle like shit. And you're going through bushings about every four months. It's ridiculous. I haven't had to replace the bushings yet on it, and I don't plan to. Um, quite frankly, I've just been maintaining it. I did have some issues with its transmission. Those five-speed transmissions, they're great, but they have some... I don't know, defects I think. Some design flaws, especially with the shifting. Sometimes it'll rough shift, you know, you'll go it's always third gear. <clears throat> it'll just kind of throw itself into that gear kind of harsh, you know, it's like there's no in between, it's either <laughs> it's either you're slamming into that gear almost or you're not like there's no gradual like clutch engagement I don't know why none of the other gears have that problem it's just third gear it's always third gear I don't know what it is about third gear on a transmission but it's always the biggest issue I did put a shift kit in there and that was a challenge in itself I've never done any kind of transmission work and that thing is kind of tricky there were a lot of small parts and springs. The valve body was really easy to take out, but as far as like (laughs) changing the springs, you know, take off, I had to take off like these little hatch panels and you gotta take them off slowly because there's some pretty beefy springs in there. You don't want to have those go flying out. There's parts in there that's like you gotta be kind of delicate with. And the really tricky part though, is trying to get the new pieces in there. You have to lubricate it as you're sliding them in, and you have to be very, very careful how you angle um, these uh, little... I don't even know what they're called. I think they're called like overlap thrash valves or something. It's just a tiny little piece of round aluminum that goes in there, and it has a spring behind it, and that's like what it uses to regulate the flow of transmission fluid but there's such tight tolerances in that transmission that you have to squirt transmission fluid on it and kind of like twist it back and forth with your fingers very delicately and at the same time continuously lubricate it and slowly push it in there like there's a reason why transmissions need synthetic fluid because I swear these tolerances are like microscopic you cannot see them with your eyes they are hard to do things with you gotta be very good it's very tedious You gotta be slow put it that way and then after I did all that I still had the shifting issue it was a little more consistent it kinda helped I wouldn't say the kit did a whole lot, though. So, I don't know. And the transmission's solid. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just that, that old design flaw in those Mercedes-Benz transmissions. You know, they're just... they're I don't know. It's old. It's 2006. I'm sure the newer ones are a lot better. It's really crazy how fast they can change gears. Just <laughs> change a gear and all you hear is a puff out of the exhaust and... within like about you know a few hundred milliseconds it's in the next gear the transmission on the Chrysler could the lowest I got it to change gears I think I dropped it down to about 400 milliseconds that's about as far as you want to go down with those transmissions before the shifting just becomes so abrupt that it slams you into gears, and it just breaks your tires loose. Yeah, it can't, I don't know, maybe I was doing it wrong or something. I'm not a professional car tuner, I just do this in my own time, and it's a lot of trial and error, and I have nobody to help me, so really it's just a matter of trying this and seeing what happens. But... Yeah, I just don't feel like dealing with the car anymore, you know. I put in a Powerdine Pro Charger into it. That thing had some issues. I had to change out its uh, drive shaft. Something happened with the bearing and the shaft, and it lost its tolerance, and then the bearing was just spinning on top of the shaft. It wasn't even, like, tight anymore. I don't know how that happened. And there was only one company that actually still makes parts for those. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, the, the Supercharger, or Procharger, whatever the heck you call it, is about as half as old as I am. Like, And the company doesn't exist anymore. Power Powerdyne, they went out of business a long time ago. Like, over 20 years ago, I think. Because they were bad business and their products were garbage and, I don't know, other stuff, I'm guessing. That's just what I've read so far. But, yeah. Those, uh... They got issues. It's belt-driven, which is nice. It's just the bearings you gotta watch for. And the bearings don't go out too often. I have the smallest pulley on there, along with, uh... I think it's a Kevlar belt for the inside of the supercharger. And it works pretty good. But... I'd rather have an actual, like, roots blower instead of a centrifugal blower-style supercharger because it just... It has to go through some tubing. And I don't know. The the pressure is not, like, direct, I guess, if that's what you want to say, if that's the correct terminology. It's not direct, so... I get about 8 pounds of boost in it. I can make the car peak at 10 pounds of boost if I'm like almost at 7,000 RPM. And then you got the problem with belt slip and I never did really take care of that problem. There's a special coating you can get put on to your uh, pulleys. It's like this, I don't even know. It's like almost like sand in a way. And it makes it so the pulleys are grippy. That way your belt doesn't slip off, but, you know, it's a lot of money to get that done. And I just, I don't care. I was only able to get, like, 14.265 seconds in the quarter mile on this car. And that was what the timing advanced pretty far. I can't remember off the top of my head what I had it set to. And a lot of Octane Booster. <laughs> and that's about as good as it got. It really didn't get much better than that, which doesn't surprise me. It is a V6. Its stock horsepower was 250, and I don't even know what was going to the wheels. Probably not even 200. So there is quite a drastic loss in power that goes to your actual back wheels. But that's every car. There's no... Perfect. Well, unless it's electric, then you have direct drive. But that's totally different. Can't compare the two, really. But yeah, I'm going to sell it. I'm kind of in debt right now. And I just need money. I really do. These gutters put me behind. And yeah, I really need to get that loan paid off. I mean, I got 18 months to pay it off. Interest-free. But... I got other things i need to buy what i'm really wanting to do is get myself like an actual car that i uh, can use to do drag racing with and i haven't quite decided on what kind of car i want i don't know it's not easy pickings around here for where i live for used vehicles everyone wants top dollar for the rust buckets I look on Craigslist, and I look on Facebook and other places, and I just see uh, like a 20 or 30-year-old car, 200,000 miles, and they think they're going to get like 15,000 for it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? No. This is old. This is crap. This is worn out. What is this, you know? I don't know what it is with these prices around here. It's, it's like people think their used cars are worth more the more used they are. And it's like, it don't work like that. Cars don't appreciate in value as they age. Unless it's like a collector's car that is in pristine condition and looks, you know, everything is just, you know, mint, then, yeah, that's a totally different story. But these cars are junkers. And a lot of them don't look great, you know, paint falling off and dents all over and the interior looks like a dog had a heyday with it and it's all you know falling apart and dilapidated it's just yeah i don't get what people think around here it just doesn't make sense to me i want to get at least nine thousand dollars for mine because of all the work that's been put into it there's very few Chrysler 300s with a v6 engine that have any kind of forced induction on them. It's not easy on those motors. There's special brackets you have to have. They're not easy to find. And people just don't really do it on those engines because it's a V6. But I have to say, you can push quite a bit of horsepower out of those V6 engines. When I raced my friend, he had a, uh, oh, what was it? It was a it wasn't a Camaro. It was the uh, Mustang. I think it was like a 1980-something Mustang. And it had the 350 engine in there. And we were about neck and neck in terms of horsepower. And, of course, his was stock. Naturally aspirated and all that stuff. He didn't. I don't think he had... Oh, yeah, he had like a different cam on it and stuff. But we were putting out roughly the same amount of horsepower. So... My car produces somewhere in the range of the mid-300 horsepower, I'm guessing. I've never actually tested it, though, on a dyno, so I don't really care, but it's about there in terms of power, which is pretty good for a V6 that, you know, put out 250 horsepower. It's hard to get an extra 100 horsepower out of a engine, but, yeah, just want to get me something fast, man. I want to go! This economy keeps pushing me back. And every time I get ahead, I swear something in the universe just throws a curveball at me and boom, right back in the poorhouse. God damn it. Some bitch. Well, this podcast has been drug out to about 25 minutes of me just blah 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 about my car and yeah oh and how old i am too i don't know about you listeners out there currently the zero it's zero no one's listening to this podcast i've looked at the views nobody watches this stuff I'm trying to get this going and get it off the ground. I apologize if these episodes are awful and that the editing is crap, but I don't care. Okay, people. I don't care. I'm just trying to be a superstar on this radio shit since it didn't work out on the last platform, you know. I, I, I don't know. I just, I hated that. I don't want to name drop them. Because I don't want to promote them. I think they're stupid and crooks. But. (laughs) Yeah. Two weeks to get your show up and running. Two days later. Where's your voice tracks at? Where's those voice tracks? We need them now. We need to get your show going. I, I just... Otherwise, I'm gonna have to give your time slot to someone else. So we need to get that show going right now. And I need about 10 or 15 voice tracks by Monday, okay? Yeah, if you could do that. Oh, and if you could also, you know, work on Saturday too, that would be great. Okay? Yeah. That's the vibe I was getting from them. I think I talked about this in, like, one of my previous episodes, but... Still. Seriously, when I ask them how they're going to pay me, how is that money from sponsors going to get to my bank account, I kept getting the runaround and I wasn't pleased with those answers. First, he responds back with, oh, well, if you want to join the sales team, just text this person. Oh, here is the list for if you have some leads. And I'm like, this is not the question I'm asking. What I'm asking you is how do I get the money? How do you guys intend to pay us producers? Couldn't get a straight answer. Got the scammy vibes. Didn't feel right. My tummy was saying, don't do it. Don't do it, man. It's bad. So, yeah. Other people got their show up and going, <laughs> and I look on Radio Boss, and wow, they only have seven tracks. Yeah, they're about three minutes long, but I'm like, why do I need 15 and 20? You know, 15 to 20. It's like, what? what's the point? Why do I need this many to get a show going when other people have less than that, and they're on the air? Like, what, what am I, huh? I, I, I didn't get that, you know? Like, wh- what was the big push for me? Was it just to weed me out? Was it just to try and see if I was serious or not? I don't really know, and I don't really care. But what I do know is that they probably don't have the legal rights to play the music that they're playing. It's all commercial content. And they're just taking it off of their CDs and shit. It's like, what kind of radio station just pulls music from CD collections in their house and, you know, (laughs) stuff like that? Not to mention how bad a quality most of the songs were on the station. Like, okay, if you're going to get serious about radio, I suggest you start playing high-quality content. It's 2023! It shouldn't sound like crap, you know? like we have high speed internet we have pretty decent computers software that's great you know you can there's a lot of softwares out there that you can do voice recording with yeah i mean all the tools are out there to make a high quality podcast video whatever and a radio station in my opinion should have music that doesn't sound like a dithering or was it dithered audio dither (laughs) to me it sounds like music playing underwater it's just (laughs) a gargly mess and i just find those types of radio stations to be mm, crap it's just yeah i don't know almost like they pulled their music off like napster or some crap i remember that old site used to be around that was like a long time ago my mom used to always get music from there and the quality of the songs weren't that great yeah first it was napster and then after napster got shut down it was fire or no was it firewire oh it was another one it was like a A lime. Something lime. can't remember if it was like... Oh, LimeWire. So it was Napster, and then LimeWire, and then once LimeWire got shut down, then it was... Then uh, FrostWire, and then after that it was just pulling music off of YouTube. And now I just stream it. I don't bother downloading songs. I just find a platform to stream music from, and it's so much easier because I don't have to carry all of the crap on my phone. Of course I want to, but yeah. All right, well, it's hit the 30-minute mark, so I'm going to sign off on this podcast. I will have my social media pages up to date here soon, and eventually we're going to try and get this show on some other platforms. But first, I gotta work on my marketing skills and try to get this out there to you guys and connect with one of y'all and be in harmony. But it's gonna be a little bit of work. I'm not great at this stuff. I'm not great at podcasting. I'm learning, but you know, it's just challenging, especially when you're doing it on your own and you don't have a budget for it, like. I don't put any money into this. If it is, it's like maybe $10 or so. I have all the equipment, but it's just like marketing. I don't have money for that. You know, I'm trying to pay off other stuff. I'm just trying to do this in the hopes that maybe one day I can make something off it. You know, but that's a long ways down the road. And the road to fame and success is filled with bear traps and potholes and speed bumps and roadblocks so you really have to be a ninja when it comes to climbing up the corporate ladder to getting to the the gold up on top (laughs) without falling off it but maybe i'll persevere and maybe you will too not off me but you know maybe just off your good looks I don't have any good looks to go off of, so I got to be creative with how I do things in this universe. Because let me tell you, last person that when I was in high school, this uh, girl was being really rude to me. And I can't remember what she was saying exactly. All I know was just freaking just being a bitch. And then like, I walk up to her and I'm like, what'd you say to me? And she's like, you're ugly up close. And I'm like, oh, wow. Well, you're fugly from far. I didn't say that at the time, but I wish I would've. There's a lot of things I wish I would've said back then to rude people that just said mean, hateful things to me. But no, I just sat there. I sat there like a dumbass and didn't say anything. And it's just like, no, like, I, yeah. As I get older, I get a little more braver. Because I've spent so many years just sitting idle, taking other people's shit. And quite frankly, I don't feel like being that way anymore. I don't feel like being the rug. I don't feel like being the garbage can of bullshit. I'm just not into that, you know? I just, it sucks. So, yeah. One day, though, I think it'll be great. All right. Well, whatever. Enough about that. This podcast has dragged on for too long. So, without further ado, this is Dazzle D, and you've been listening to The Dazzle D Show. Tune in every week for new episodes. I don't have a set schedule yet, but eventually I will get one out there to you. Um, it's just going to take a little bit. Once I actually get listeners, then we'll have a set schedule. But until then, I'm doing it on my time and not your time. So peace out.